Welcome to A Raw Perspective, A Fresh Point of View. I'm Richard Anthony Wallace, a young man trying to make sense of this world and bring others along with me for the ride. A Raw Perspective offers a fresh point of view from developing our own self-awareness to navigating some of life's biggest choices and even discussing professional wrestling. Join me each week for a raw discussion on content that matters. So this week, we're talking about professional wrestling. And I'm amongst friends who love professional wrestling. So again, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. I believe I became a wrestling fan, I would say, 1996. That's, 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 that's who I am. I'm joined by other great friends in this world of wrestling. I'm going to have them introduce themselves and go around. So state your name. And then, how long have you been a wrestling fan? My name's Chad Micus. I've been a wrestling fan since, jeez, uh, probably early, early 2000s, ever since I can remember, honestly. Uh, my name is uh, Bob Aparicio, and the first time I recall watching wrestling full-time was probably the year 2003. So what is that now, a good 19 years now? Yeah. Yeah, uh, my name is John Thompson. I've been a pro wrestling fan since... About 2002, uh, the very first match I saw was uh, Too Cool versus uh, things like Billy Gunn and like Chuck Palumbo, I think, when they were like a tag team. And I just remembered Too Cool doing like their cool like you know dance moves at the end. I'm like, yo, this is sick. <laughs> and I became a fan after that. So, yeah. We all love Scotty Too Honey. Uh, I'm Brian Anderson. I've been a wrestling fan ever since like the early 2000s, ever since I really could remember, really. Um, I think my first memory of wrestling probably stems from a highlight reel uh, with Chris Jericho having both Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold on there. Um, needless to say, after I saw Austin drop both of them, uh, I was instantly hooked from there. All right. So, yeah, I'm amongst wrestling fans. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to definitely be inquiring... You know, asking some questions pertaining to, like, what initially got them into wrestling. I know they alluded to it a little bit, but, yeah, what makes us, as wrestling fans, watch wrestling? So, that's that's some of the curious things. It's like, us grown men, yeah. you know, within our 20s, mm-hmm. you know, 20s, 30s, whatever, uh, we, we still watch this to this day. Uh, we just finished uh, All Elite Wrestling Full Gear, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a quick review of that as well. Um, so I'm going to ask the question, uh, and this is to anybody that just wants to take it. Yeah. Uh, what was the, I know that you already alluded to, but what was the match that just hooked you when you first got into professional wrestling? Instantly off the top of my head, I can tell you right now, it was probably the WrestleMania 20 triple threat match main event. Uh, Benoit, Michaels, Triple H, all for the world heavyweight title. <laughs> that's, that's probably my greatest match of all time. Um, despite what people have said about Benoit in the past, you know, I, yeah. I love his in-ring work. Uh, that was just basically the moment where I was like, you know what, anybody can be a world champion. It, it, doesn't, de- it doesn't depend on your height, it doesn't depend on your size, it just depends on like, how hard you work. And that year, 2004, Benoit won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he made his way to WrestleMania, won the world title, did what he said he wanted to do. So uh, that one just instantly hooked me. I watched a good amount ever since you know it's like i've since expanded my horizons from just not only wwe but aew ring of honor new japan just try to catch a little bit of everything you know 
for me, um, <clears throat> my first vivid memory was, I believe, the January 6, 2003 episode of Raw. I'm just changing the channels, and I, I stumbled upon... I believe it was Trish Radis and Victoria having a match. Yes. <laughs> and I remember, oh, no. This could take a turn. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, these two ladies are beating the shit out of each other. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And then I believe Jazz came out and just killed, oh, killed oh. Trish. I'm like, yo, I am hooked. <laughs> From there on, i just been watching every week, just loving the product. Yeah, I'm really happy it's a women's match that got you hooked and all that. <laughs> <Right? laughs> to be fair, it's mostly men's matches that gets people hooked. That's it's the, really uh, refreshing to hear a women's match getting you hooked on that. It's right? for sure the first time I've heard that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely, oh, man. I'm not going to lie. First, hey, remember the like, lingerie? Like, <laughs> thing that's oh, what I was yeah, like. So I was, no, no, no. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I like, close the door. And then he like, My mom would walk in. Kiss that Saviano. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. If, if we really look back and like the attitude, so the attitude era, um, so I, I believe everybody here in this room, like regardless of, of what you think of WWE right now, yeah. originally it was called WWF. Correct. Um, so there were, yeah, World Wrestling Federation, and then you know, there's a whole story of like why they changed it to World Wrestling Entertainment because mm -hmm. they were being sued by the World Wildlife Fund. Well, but that's a whole other story for another day. But I would assume that everybody came through the attitude era. And that... I mean, I was born during the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too, yeah. honestly. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I went back, though, and I learned all about it. So you know, it's, I'm probably it's, the oldest guy here. Probably, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, the best way to describe the attitude era is probably, what, 90... Like, maybe late 96 90, through 97. 2001, maybe? Yeah. 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 yeah probably through then, 2001. Then the ruthless aggression era started around yeah, that. I feel like it was so. really WrestleMania 17 that ended yeah. uh, the attitude era. I'm with you on that one. Ruthless aggression was kind of like born out of that. Yeah. The invasion what this was his own thing exactly. oh yeah. yeah let's just be honest yeah so if, if you're not familiar with the invasion with wcw and like all of that like that that's what they mean <laughs> just for the people that don't know what professional there's a is. lot of nerd shit being said right now right. so there's don't a feel lot of bad history if you guys don't understand it that's all right if you guys have wrestling fans in your life inquire with them because they will tell you all about it right yeah they, they love to tell you about this stuff so i remember specifically like during the attitude era and I believe I was like in third grade. Mm -hmm. um, it's like 98. Uh, Degeneration X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if, if you are familiar with any of the antics of Degeneration <laughs> X, uh, there, there was this one like move that these guys did. So it was uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, so Triple H, Shawn Michaels, X Pac. Uh, Road Dog Jesse James, uh, Badass Billy Gunn, and China. Like, there was this antic where you would do an X figure over your crotch area, and then they said, We got two words for you suck it. And me being in third grade, obviously being captivated by, you know, my, my mind is so malleable, and just seeing these, these individuals just doing this crotch chop. And I'm doing this in, in school, and obviously my ass is, definitely gets in trouble because everybody else is doing it in school. It's like... Bro, I'm pretty sure so many people got suspended because of that. Oh, yeah, there just was def just definitely... Just like, crotch chop, man. It, 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 it was that. fun, it was, though. It was crotch <laughs> chop. Not gonna lie. Suck it. Was, it. Yeah, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's antics with the flipping oh, of the man. bird. What? Ooh, what? What? Huh? 
It wasn't yeah. until like 2001, though. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah you're right. He didn't. He didn't start that until like. Yeah, that, that was up for later. Like, I, like I said, I'm I'm older than all y'all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. If, you got us beat, brother. I'm, I'm sorry from 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 that antics. So <laughs> I, I would say yes. Everybody came through like during. Well, I mean, some of you said that you were born during the Attitude Era. Yeah. Uh, we have seen a shift in professional wrestling because there was a monopoly. Uh, a stranglehold, pretty much, on professional wrestling, which is was the World Wrestling Federation, which turned into the World Wrestling Entertainment, mm-hmm. and then that shift happened. So, me as a professional wrestling fan, I think I fell out back in like two thousand three when the ruthless aggression like era happened, and then I just fell out. Did Did any of you all have a fallout with? Professional wrestling. Oh yeah. Yep. You know I did have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure all of us have yes. had a fallout at one point or another because you know sometimes you just there. I don't want to call it like maybe an overload of wrestling, but I want to call it maybe a maybe a burnout. Okay. Because you get you just absorb so much information with everything that's going on. I think it just became oversaturated. I think, I think so. is the best way to put it. Yeah. Because I don't know. Me and Bob have been hanging out for probably ten plus years now. Yeah. And there was a point where I just didn't watch wrestling at all because I just didn't have time for it. Felt like it was really repetitive. The storylines, especially within <laughs> WWE. Yeah, definitely. Um, I felt like, in my opinion, when it when Raw went three hours. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's, that's when storylines and like just the product kind of went kind of downhill. Well, you're seeing the same matches week after week. Yeah, exactly. that too is repetitive yeah, matches. Same matches, same people. Yeah. You know, that you can only force somebody to watch a product for so long. Yeah. You know, for like that period of time. Like 3 hours is a long ass time. Like Oh yeah. I mean, and they still do it. And they still do it. <laughs> I mean, there's like movies now too that are like 3 hours. Like you're basically watching a movie, mm-hmm. but it's Monday. wrestling and they're this is a story that's supposed to go on for weeks and weeks and months. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is a three-hour show every single week, by the way. Longest-running show. Exactly. Longest-running mm-hmm. weekly episodic television show in history, we're talking here. And, you know, like, even when we had our fallouts, keep in mind, guys, Raw was not three hours when it was we had our fallouts. No, it was two. I'm pretty sure I had a fallout back in 2007, 2008. This is after, yep. like, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero and, and Benoit. Chris Benoit died. Yeah. Um, yeah. After Eddie Guerrero passed away in 2005, I think it was? Yeah. 16 years to the day. Yeah, um, today, wow. And it really hurts, man. I mean, it's, that one really got me. I saw that on the news getting ready for school one day. I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, that was that was yeah. sudden. That when, when, I, when I saw the news of Eddie Guerrero passing, and yeah, today... This this is being fi- not filmed. This is being recorded on uh, November thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is sixteen years to the day um, in in Minnesota, which is where uh, this pay per view that we'll talk about a little bit later um, transpired. Uh, yeah, that was that was definitely the one that like wow, these are actually real life human beings and exactly. like that, that that really hurt. Cause these, cause these are your superheroes you're looking at. Right? Oh yeah, I mean everybody looks at a certain wrestler and <clears throat> says you know that's my guy. And for me, at a very young age, it was Benoit. Okay. But, oh God, as soon as I learned in 2007, as soon as we learned the details of what transpired in that house yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia, that, that really changed my opinion. I'm not yeah. Gonna lie. I, um, I, my world came crumbling down, and I just stopped watching wrestling. I think I came back around maybe late 2009, early 2010. So I missed a lot of different things happening. I missed a lot of different rivalries that people were always excited about. Like, I missed the Jericho-Shawn Michaels rivalry. 
yeah. that everybody was Same. buzzing about. I Same. miss John Cena and Randy Orton's, you know, endless series. <laughs> it was picked right back up. It was every week. I mean, like, yeah. It was it, never It ended. literally yeah. was every week. I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, it's, like I said, burnouts happen at weird intervals, though. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm not going to lie, with WWE, I feel like I'm going through another burnout right now with Raw mm-hmm. being three hours, yeah. Oh, yeah. SmackDown and Raw kind of being repetitive. The only fresh item I see in WWE right now is NXT. And they just rebooted that to be a 2.0 version. See? Going back to like developmental. But I still feel like there's I still feel like there's positive. Sure. It's, it's but they're they're going it seems like they're going back to like bigger guys and they have like an age gap, like anyone under twenty five mm. for women, men, same thing, like maybe like under thirty. Mm. You know, so like they're kinda of going back to like the eighties style. Yeah. And you see like the matches are like some of the matches are kinda of short too. It is a very land of the giants mentality. Yeah. It used to be that way in the eighties. It yeah. kinda of diminished in the nineties, <clears throat> early two thousands, it really diminished because, you know, we were talking about like all these workhorses, you know? I mean SmackDown six in the early two thousands, that's really, really great. Not to mention, um, you know, just smaller guys in general. Like, you know, guys like Rob Van Dam in 2006 winning the WWE yeah. title when he really wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's um, it's a good uh, kind of shift there. But going back to that Land of the Giants mentality, that's going to be a little bit yeah. more uh, risky in terms of, like, keeping your fans entertained. I right. Think. And and you allude to the, to the burnout, and I, and I see like all of the the stars that the WWE had, and then we just saw all these stars from WWE transition into Hollywood. So mm-hmm. the first one definitely that I remember like from my vision, like my memory was was The Rock, mm-hmm. like he did um, like the Scorpion King or the right. Mummy yeah. the yep. Mummy Two the or mummy. something, and it's like whoa, The Rock is leaving. Yeah. This is like the most over person. That I've ever experienced, uh, and he's going to Hollywood. And it's like, why is he doing that? It's the stupidest thing in the. This is me just like being a kid. Like this doesn't make sense. And obviously, oh, like when you yeah. get older, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you know, Hollywood makes millions of dollars. <laughs> All about the money. <laughs> oh, like, and he's one of the highest grossing actors in 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 the world now. Yeah. So I mean, definitely kudos to The Rock yeah. for for making that that business decision. Because I'm like, no, you're supposed to be in in pro wrestling forever because. I saw you, you know, grow up from, you know... Rocky Maivia. Yeah, Rocky Maivia, Nation Domination, you know, growing up to, you know, Rocky you know, Rocky, and then The Rock, and then you go to Hollywood, and it's like... I, I was actually mad at The Rock for leaving. Hey, so <laughs> well, was I, and I bet you everybody in here was... Oh, yeah. Keep, keep in mind, when you're a wrestling fan, you are, like, die-hard set on these guys, especially when they get bigger, because it's... That's you. That's pretty much your guy. Yeah. And if he's transitioning into like the mainstream area, um, you're you're kind of protected. You're kind of territorial about that. Like I'm, I've never been a fan of The Rock. I just thought the Hollywood move was kind of a weird move for him. Mm-hmm. But you know, kudos to him for making it work with the highest paying actor uh, shtick that he's got. Yeah, he's in every movie series now. Exactly. Yeah. He's in the Fast yeah. and the Furious. Mm-hmm. He's in the DC universe. Right. He's True. in all these comedies and stuff with like Kevin Hart. He's got all these action movies out. Huh? He's like got a TV trains. show about himself and sure his does. family now. Yeah, right. Like Tequila. He's he got tequila. tequila. He has he's, his own, uh, um, is he partnered with Under Armour? He's with Under Armour. Yep. He's got his own energy drink too. He even got featured in Tech Nine's newest song. He's yeah, he's yeah, a rapper he's now. Yeah, he's got a fucking um, song. You know, what will this guy do next? I mean, off, huh? 
Hey, but when he came back in 2003, back to wrestling yeah. for a short, short period of time, mm-hmm. dude, I hated him. Whoa. Whoa. He was like the like the Hollywood Rock. Yeah, you didn't like Hollywood Rock? No, oh, with the it. with the helicopter like yeah. introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that. Dude, I hated that music. Dude, I hate that music. Yeah, because it was like a so really slow. really simplified like. It, Awful sounding themes. It was very slow. Yeah. And you guys I, don't know. In the minority who liked it. Theme song. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, you get so accustomed to hearing these different theme songs for these guys that when they change up their theme, it's a little, it takes a little getting used to, you know? Because oh, yeah. when you're conditioned so much to hear a certain sound and be like, that's the guy. That's the guy we're going to see. Mm-hmm. When you hear something new, like this new theme that we're talking about, 2003 Rock, every, it. <laughs> It's like when Stone Cold changed his theme like twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he had uh, the, gla- the glass shattered. Glass shattered, and it was the disturbed version. I'm not when he was a heel. I like yeah. the disturbed version. I like the disturbed version. It was fine. And then, then he had the Alliance version too. Did you guys ever hear that one? Yes, he had two variations of that. Yeah, that was. One of them was called Venom, and then the other one was I forgot. But you always knew like the glass shatter. It's like that's 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 Stone Cold. You know shit's going down with the glass shatter. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know the second you hear that oh yeah, that's stone cold yeah mm-hmm. same thing with the undertaker when you yep. hear the gong, the gong. that's yeah. like i just get chills every time i hear it like taker was my guy mm-hmm. he's the reason why i'm into motorcycles my favorite color is purple yeah. like <laughs> just why i have tattoos like i just love that shit don't you know, forget I just, your shrine for the undertaker my shrine right yeah. he does have a shrine <laughs> oh yeah there it is oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not there. a shrine we are currently in Chad's room these guys are these guys are awful oh, they're just shrine. hating on me no that was a good but, shrine uh, <laughs> I'm not hating on it I respect it I respect it I got, I got multiple shrines myself I, I don't know <laughs> it's, it's like any other athlete you know yeah. like your favorite football player you want to be that position you know exactly. just or soccer or basketball you know you just like the things they do you know the person that they are their character i, I just like fell that. in love with a guy just riding a motorcycle to a ring all the time and just yeah. kicking everybody's ass yeah. and then he came back as like a dead guy and couldn't be killed and like <laughs> was set on fire and which would be buried it? alive and it was just cool i just thought it was Wait, awesome Chad, which which version of undertaker do you see first to me, my favorite will always be Big Evil. Which one did you see first? Which one did I see first? Yeah, I'm pretty first. sure was Biker Taker. It's gotta be so was, was it the one, the Limp Biscuit one, like keep, keep rolling? Um, was it the ones like, dude? Man, it was Limp Biscuit. It was oh, so yeah. it was the first iteration I, of Biker Taker. I saw the the ones that like, did. Oh, like what? Well, he, tra- he changed. Back it was uh, 2000, I think. Yeah, no, he changed back into, I'm thinking, like, WrestleMania. That was in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, when he was, like, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was two-on-one. Yeah. It was a WrestleMania two-on-one. WrestleMania 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they had uh, Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst there. Mm-hmm. They yeah. Had they had Nathan Jones do a run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be a tag match. Oh, Nathan Jones got jumped Ball, by the Nathan A-Train Jones. before. No, no, it was A-Train and It was A-Train in Big Show. No, FBI. FBI jumped him? They jumped him in the bathroom. Fun fact about Nathan Jones, he did Pride FC. See if you guys know that. Yeah, he did. Back in the early 2000s. He did like the, the tournament. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, Absolutely. something you guys should check out. And he's also <laughs> in movies, too. Let's not forget, guys. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've seen him before. Oh, yeah. yeah. He kind of looked like a young Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah he does. does. I mean, Richard alluded to earlier. I mean, there's so many guys who transition from wrestling to Hollywood. Like, oh, yeah. Not, not only do you have The Rock, but you have Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have John Cena. You have oh, other people. Yeah, Batista, people Batista like is in, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Drax. That's right. Um, Batista, yeah. And John Guardians Cena. Are, yeah, John Cena. He's yeah. doing movies. Like, John Cena's in the DCEU. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, DC, DC Cinematic Universe. It's just interesting. I don't, I don't it's just interesting that you see like these wrestling stars just transition into Hollywood, and that's I think that's where the burnout came from me because everything became repetitive because all of there was a time when just the WWE was just in their bag, man. They just had they had every single star power. I remember there was just like this like spread, like I feel like it was in Sports Illustrated where they just had like all the major superstars just on there, just like yeah. wow, this was a roster. Like Vince McMahon had a squad. Well, yeah, um, Rich, you said you you grew up watching the Attitude Era. Yeah, everybody was over in mm-hmm. the Attitude Era. Everybody. everybody, they could do promos, they can work in the ring. Like, their merch was selling out, like, hotcakes. Like, Vince, like... Nobody was looked as a, as a jobber. And if you don't know what a jobber is, it's basically somebody who goes and gets their ass kicked. Yeah. It's essentially, and just basically get no offense in. Exactly. But they do a job. They yes. do a job, exactly. Yeah. But it, you think, is it because, like, back then, like, not that many people, like, knew stuff about certain wrestlers, like, in the background, like, compared to... How we know wrestlers now? Yeah, mm, I, I would say yeah. the implementation of, of social media has impacted the way that yeah. wrestling fans like view wrestling because there's this term that's called kayfabe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'll say it's it's dead, but it's not dead because we have like smarter fans, right? It's and, like Schrodinger's cat at this point, you know. It's dead and alive at the same time. So, so kayfabe is part of the wrestling um, term. And if you have, if you don't know like any of the wrestling lingo that we're talking about, I recommend that you check out my podcast, like originally about all about wrestling, so that you can know the terminology that we're talking about. Season two, episode thirty. <laughs> oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Jesus, I, I checked it out before we came here. Okay, so. sweet. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. I have to, I have to learn. I have to study. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just learning about k- kayfabe is technically dead and with the implementation of social media you have your character the wrestler and then outside of that character they're like a normal human being and and you have to realize like with with wrestling everybody's like oh wrestling is quote-unquote fake no wrestling is predetermined results Mm -hmm. that most fans will know that there's a predetermined result but still there is a thrill and a chase like there there are some matches and then we're going to talk about the um all Elite Wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah, the All Elite full Wrestling gear. pay-per-view. Full gear and just, you know, what our thoughts were initially. There were some matches like, we don't know what the predetermined result yes. is. It could go either uh, way. It could have gone either way. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I, I would say, like, now, now we talk about All Elite Wrestling. So there was that definite burnout. So there's this new company that came back, well, that got... Fully funded, introduced. yeah, introduced by multi-billionaire named Tony Khan. And also Jacksonville Jaguars. Who, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars and then the Fulham Football Club in, in London. So, soccer, if you're not familiar with that. And he he, he, he was a wrestling fan as well. Um, there are other promotions other than the WWE. Exactly. If you guys aren't familiar with wrestling overall, there are a ton of promotions. Not just WWE. But like I alluded to earlier, there's Ring of Honor, there's New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW as well. But there are also smaller promotions that are known as independent promotions. Mm-hmm. Basically, these are promotions that don't have a whole lot of funding. They're just basically, uh, there's one owner, and they're just trying to, you know, kind of run their own show in a way. I mean, there's a ton of local promotions in the, like in our area, the Chicagoland area. Like, there's uh, 
AAW, there's you know, Freelance, Premier, Freelance, Premier Pro Chicago Wrestling, as well. Warrior Wrestling. Yes. Warrior, Warrior Wrestling. Yeah. I can't even name any of them because these guys have like literally told me about Zello Pro these. Wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Not he, in a John's just pulling <laughs> shit out of his ass right now. Like, <laughs> there's just stuff every day that's new. Like there's it's MWA just so much. As well, which is just oh, a yeah. West territory. That's an Elgin. It's, it is, yeah. And yeah. occasionally it's an Elgin. Yeah. So there, there's there's plenty there's plenty of opportunities. Like if you wanted to get into the business of professional wrestling, like you would, first would have to go into a wrestling school and learn the, the tips and tricks because you just don't want to go out there and like hurt somebody right, right. you have to actually learn how to do take a bump means that you know you take I don't know how else to describe a bump basically getting hit falling on the floor and getting back up it's, and it's doing the equivalent of taking a stunt pretty much I mean it's it's like mm, falling like on the that. floor or you know like trying to sell a move or of any kind, you know? If you've ever tried to fake hit somebody, people with siblings know what I'm talking about. If yeah, you try yeah, to fake yeah. hit someone and you sell it like they've already, you know, like they just committed a felony, uh, <laughs> your mom is going to beat your ass because you know, you know uh, that they're putting on a good show about that. You know, they sold it really nicely. But uh, like Rich was saying with Burnout, though, I mean, there's so many wrestling shows on now. I mean, we have so many hours of pro wrestling going oh right God. now. It's ridiculous. Like, we have uh, how many shows on Monday? I want to say there's wrestling at least every night. Exactly. Yeah, for five days. At least least a week. At least. least. Five days a week there is wrestling on. There's three hours plus on Monday. uh, (laughs) Fuck ton on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, with the with the pay per views on the occasional weekend as well. Right. So Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad it's on Saturday, not Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad that this pay per view is on Saturday. I mean, hey, you're you're not wrong. Man. I'm so glad. <laughs> so glad. Imagine like, staying up yeah. four hours on a Sunday. Oh my Ooh. god! I can barely stay up now, let alone that. <laughs> right, we're we're literally. I fell asleep this. at nine o'clock last night trying to watch wrestling. It's awful. Yeah, man. It's yeah. it's hard sometimes. You know you. you Thankfully, social media is kind of good for that now, though. But social media is also kind of harmful to wrestling as well. Like, because Rich said, kayfabe is basically the world that wrestling is based in. And if somebody right. mentions something outside of that scripted narrative, then, you know, it's kind of like, oh, reality's blending in with the art form, you know? Right. And it, it, it blurs the lines. Mm-hmm. So, all right. We already alluded to, to all elite wrestling. So, we might like, as well get into it. Right? Yeah, we might as well get into it. Um, so. The, the founder of All Elite Wrestling, his name is Tony Khan. Um, his dad is Shahid Khan, uh, who did some, I don't know, like bumpers or something. I don't know. Some, something with like cars and stuff. But he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So he has a ton of, ton of uh, you know, money. He's got that money. Endless, yeah. endless en- money. Endless money. You know, billions. He's set for life. Let's yeah, just put it yeah. that way. So Tony Khan is, is definitely a fan of, of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like, like me, he, he grew up watching um, WWE and then WCW, which is World Championship Wrestling. Don't forget about ECW. Oh, and ECW as well. Yes, Extreme Championship Wrestling as, as well. And he he was an avid fan of, of, of this profession. And with in this profession of professional wrestling, there was a monopoly that was on it, which was controlled by World Wrestling Entertainment, so the WWE. So him having the financial backing stated like why can't we have an alternative? And he went to I guess he was good friends with one of his buddies like one of his guys is like some big wig at, at the TNT Corporation 
and pitched him the idea to have another wrestling promotion because World Championship Wrestling, WCW, used to be on T- Turner Network Television, so TNT. And the guy was hooked. It's like, okay, this is your business plan. Let's make it happen. And how they legitimize it, because this company has been around two years, yes, which is still, wild. It's still in its infancy. Right. Yeah. This just started two years ago, mm-hmm. um, this this All Elite Wrestling. And they needed to get, like, players. If, if you're not familiar with the story of All Elite Wrestling, I would recommend looking at being the elite on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know which episodes it starts. There's like a billion of there's, them. There's like I a billion know. episodes. I would say if you wanted to see like the inception of what all elite wrestling composed of, it's um, a bunch of independent guys that started off. Uh, so Nick and Matt Jackson, they're, they're known as the Young Bucks. Um, Cody Rhodes, his, his father was Dusty Rhodes. The American Dream. The American Dream. And then, I mean, if we want to add the, the new AEW World Champion. That would be Hangman Adam Page. I love Hangman. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for that. Uh, well, they have a series on YouTube called Being the Elite, and they, they talk about their, their rise and the inception. And they, and they also do, like, little skits in, in between. But they had a, a independent promotional pay-per-view called All In. Because I believe, who, who, oh, why am I? I believe it was Dave Meltzer yeah. who challenged Ring of Honor. Actually, yep. Dave Meltzer challenged Ring of Honor. I bet you, you guys cannot make an event that sells out a fifteen thousand seat arena. Cody Rhodes said, "I took that personally," mm-hmm. and he gained uh, not only the Young Bucks, but he also gained a lot of Ring of Honor talent, a lot of right. other independent cha- uh, talent, especially Even from New Japan. Japan. Yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling. At the time, Kenny Omega was actually IWGP World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Champion. Uh, Jay Lethal, I believe, was Ring of Honor World Champion at that time, mm-hmm. and they set out to, you know, do a show in one of the best uh, wrestling cities, which just so happens to be in uh, the Chicagoland area. It's in Hoffman Estates. It was at the Sears Center that they yep. put that event at, and needless to say, All In sold out. Uh, 15 minutes, he said? 15 yeah. minutes. I remember that. As soon as tickets went up on sale, sold out in 15 minutes. I was grateful to get in line for tickets for that because like Jesus dude I had to pay hand over fist for uh, tickets that were being sold on a third oh, yeah, so yeah I had to pay, oh, I had to pay scalper prices bro I paid 200 bucks oh. for worth tickets it. going into it was but it was worth it, worth it 100% yeah. worth it absolutely so yeah the first independent professional wrestling promotion like besides W because everybody knows WWE. Exactly. When people say wrestling nowadays, they always immediately think WWE. They always think John Cena. They always think Randy Orton. They always think about these big names because Vince McMahon made these guys household names and week after week after week after week. And they had a thirty plus year head start. So so exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's what people are known for, right? That doesn't hurt. So they they started this all all in this promotion. Huge success. Tony Khan was like, Wow, they did something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm interested. Tony Khan, again, advocate ECW, WCW, even some WWE, mm-hmm. and then New Japan Pro Wrestling pitched the idea like, okay, let's let's start a new business. And so he had to get star power in order for it to be legitimate. So the one star that they got, and if you're not familiar with, with professional wrestling as a whole, but even if you're like a casual person, everybody knows who Chris Jericho is. He got the buy-in from Chris Jericho to be the pillar of 
the foundation of this new propulsion. Right. And that that's that's all it took for all elite wrestling. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you get one guy with that kind of star power. I mean, because Chris Jericho made his name in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was multiple WCW, too. This guy went everywhere, pretty much. I mean, this guy was pretty much just doing his thing everywhere that he went. Like, I think he even had a little stint in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then, as a playmaker. Yeah, and I think as his contract expired, or maybe he wasn't agreeing with what WWE was doing at the time, I mean, AEW reached out to him, and he's like, you know what? I believe in this promotion, and, you know, let's see what we can do. And turns out, you can make quite a ripple effect. I mean, especially when you have other legends, such as, you know, uh, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher mm-hmm. Daniels in the mix. Those guys made their name yeah, from to- Yeah, total nonstop action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you also had uh, bigger names that... Uh, you know, newer fans will know, especially from the New Japan side of things. You had Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, even Hangman Adam Page was in there as well. Uh, WWE fans, NXT fans, they know Pac, uh, formerly known as Neville. Mm-hmm. He joined their rankings as well, too. So there was so much different uh, star powers kind of meshing into one. And a lot of wrestling fans were just very curious as to how this would work out. And I think... I speak for a lot of us when I say, you know, we were kind of looking for that alternative. We're looking for something a little bit edgier than what a PG product would promote. Because WWE at the time was promoting a PG product. They're still promoting a PG product. Sports entertainment is what what they're alluding to. We didn't want sports entertainment. We just wanted wrestling back. Right, right. And and Tony Khan has has been an advocate of giving the fans what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll, I'll definitely say this about Tony Khan. Like, if something's not working within the promotion... He'll scrap it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he definitely listens to the opinions of, of, of the fans, and I think he, he gives what the fans want. And that's why it's, it's been hugely successful. I mean, you always have those other people that are like WWE purists, uh, like, oh, the key demo. Like, the key demo, if you're not familiar with, like, demo oh, demographics. If you don't know what, what, like, key demographics is, so there's 18 to 49, so if you're within that age frame, that's what marketers look for if you're looking at a product like on television, and that and that's for anything. So this is not just like strictly pro wrestling. This is any medium. So this is like if you're looking at dramas like primetime television, they're looking at the key demos of 18 and 49 years old, who they can market to. And if you're not like, oh, the key demo is not this high. Oh, they're losing ratings and whatnot. First of all, we have to recognize that no one has cable anymore. Exactly. It's a very <laughs> digital world. Right. 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 Most people stream. Right. Yeah. So that that should just be like a moot point right there. Because mm-hmm. then you have some like WWE pure. And we can go back and forth with like, oh, well. There's, there's like different like accounts on, on social media that just bash like AEW. Like, you're not going to please everybody. That's the thing. Right. Exactly. People bash both sides. I mean, yeah. And, and there's like some extreme fans that, on All Elite wrestling like whoa dude like chill out like sometimes you just have to just enjoy being a fan exactly at at the end of the day but i I mean you know there's some things that i'm critical about all elite wrestling but then there's some things that i like thoroughly enjoy about all elite wrestling Mm -hmm. and i mean from being such a young company two years into the company i mean i'm I'm definitely grateful um for for the product that they had i think what i'm nervous about is there's this thing between WWE and AEW. WWE like made record profits through through this global pandemic, but yet cut 
a lot of their talent. Mm-hmm. And talent means they're, they're, they're professional wrestlers that, that are in it. And Ollie Wrestling has been acquiring this talent. <laughs> it seems like whoever gets cut gets signed by AEW. And let's rephrase this. They weren't cuts. They were budget cuts. Oh, budget cuts, yes, yes. Budget yes. cuts and quotations. Will tell you, which dirt sheets are basically just rumor mills around professional It's, it's the other con has been doing the dirty work, so. But they made record profits, <laughs> which, which it's like, it just makes you go, hmm, that's, that's all. So, Mostly, we don't know what we're doing with you, so we're just not going to have you along. Yeah, it's a bit odd. I mean, I'm not going to lie. AEW has, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with it, AEW, the talent has creative control, whereas in WWE, the the product's a little bit more scripted. They actually have a writing team for all these different right. storylines that are occurring throughout. But can they write, though? Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Boy, can they write. Boy, can they write. Oh, Wowzers. Yeah. Oof. They have, what, uh, 20 writers? And you're telling me not one of these writers could come up with something good for these guys? Or original. Exactly. You know? I mean, it's always rehashes of different stories. I mean, it's, it's really very odd. I mean, if you probably give these guys and girls a chance to say, you know, tell your own story. Give them bullet points. Give them what they can do. But just let them go out there and do it. You know? That's, I feel like that's why a lot more people are switching over to AEW. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still tuning in for WWE. But I'm also tuning in for AEW. Mostly just because I love wrestling of all kinds. Yeah, AEW got me back into pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was, like, dabbling in, in Ring of Honor. Dabbling in New Japan pro wrestling. But it was AEW that was, like, the hook, line, and sinker for me. It's like, okay, I'm back. I'm back, baby, and it's it's definitely been been a, a, a joyous ride. Um, I mean, any other thoughts about All Elite Wrestling before I, we go uh, into the pay-per-view? Well, I will say this. I was a skeptic at first. I was like, ah, another wrestling company. I mean, I was a diehard TNA guy, and <laughs> TNA disappointed me. Over the years, they, again, there's this running meme, oh, it's a TNA thing, it's it's just, yeah. So I, I thought maybe AEW might fall back into that boat, like, oh, they're just going to be a flash in the pan or something. But from what I've been watching, they've been killing it, they got me back into wrestling. I haven't been this excited to watch wrestling in a long-ass time, so I'm happy that we have AEW here. I can piggyback off of that because I've been bugging him to watch wrestling with me and he won't do it. Until <laughs> up about, until about... Mm, Three, four months ago? A couple months ago, yeah. I mean, I would tune in with the WWE shows with you, but I was yeah, just so... We watch pay-per-views. We've been doing that for... Two years? A couple years now. Couple, yeah. Two, three years. But even at the shows, I'd just be like... Yeah, we were never really we're never really excited about what we we're going to watch up until like, oh, the last couple of years. Match. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like me, the WWE pay per views are pretty good from like 2014 to like after WrestleMania 34, so that's 2018. Yeah, and then yeah. that's when they yeah. started switching. Yeah, well, I kind of disagree. I feel like 2019 might have been their best last year. I'd say. Uh, I, right before I, the pandemic. Honestly, maybe yeah, for right NX, the pandemic, maybe for NXT. NXT, NXT was, was great. Really just, fire. Just, just mm. keep in mind, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Keep in mind, early 2020, before COVID shut everything down, we were getting some good surprises, like the Royal Rumble, the oh, Edge coming Rumble. back. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had so True. many different faces showing up. Not to mention WWE's roster, as you mentioned, Rich, was at like a pretty good level. Oh yeah. Like, there was. They so were stacked. Many, there were stacked. So many talented guys and girls. All over the world, from the independent circuits to even some of their homegrown talents as well, too. You know, it's just... The pandemic really just hit that... It hit everything. It hit everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, you know, I mean, I think All Elite Wrestling kind of survived the pandemic a little better than... They did a better job than WWE did. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. You know, I mean, because, I mean, there's empty arenas, you can only do so much. AEW did have their talent in the stands. That's true, because... During the pandemic, which gave it some sort of, like, depth... That there were people there exactly. cheering on other people. It wasn't just it silence. It did help. Yeah, yeah. Most, it of helped. Their, most of their talent are still pro wrestling fans. I mean, anybody mm-hmm. who's employed at a wrestling company is probably a wrestling fan still. Definitely. Still, I would hope they so would they're still be. still a kid at heart. You know, they still have yeah. that passion for it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely like, you know, pandemic messed up everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Know, that, it's like 100%. Yeah, the last like live event before the pandemic was Revolution. Like oh, I, I wasn't yeah, yeah. I wasn't was even there. So I was, amazing. I was yeah. in oh, London. Like I was visiting my brother in London. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, yeah, me I was there. there. I was there where John was there. Was there it was well. probably up until this year I could say easily the best wrestling show I had probably seen or been to. Um it, it was just phenomenal. Just the whole card was great. You know, the crowd was super into it. It wasn't like a crazy big crowd because it was AEW. It was their first, really their, what, their first year? Yeah. You know, doing all the shows. But, man, it was it was just good stuff. It was different. Yeah, it was a different time. product. Yeah. It just felt like wrestling. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel, like, super scripted. It was just, just wrestling, you know? Organic. It was organic. Yeah, Me, personally, I kind of stopped watching wrestling for the most part because my guy was the undertaker as these guys shat on me about it before but he was my guy and he is what 55 55 the last couple of years he's slowed down because he can't move he's had exactly. many surgery. many surgeries hip surgeries knee surgeries you Come name on. it He's been doing it for over 30 years, and he stopped doing it full-time probably after 2012, I think. So I kind of just stopped wrestling because he wasn't there. That was just really my reason. And then AEW came around, and we watched the first uh, All In. I think I watched it with one of my buddies, a couple of my buddies. And I was like, man, this is kind of cool. I think I'm going to stick around for this. and. I'm still here watching it. I watch Dynamite every week. I've watched every pay-per-view. I've been to how many shows? Five at or least, six shows? At least five or six shows, yeah. yeah. Every show that's been in Chicago I've gone to, and it other than All In, and it's just, it's just different. It's awesome. It's just people are into it. It's not the same old stuff we watched as a kid. It's just it's organically wrestling. I feel like that's a perfect segue into Gear yeah, yeah, no. I mean, if, if you ever have, if you ever have an opportunity to, even if you're not a professionally wrestling fan, if you can go to a live event, whether it's a house show or anything, mm-hmm. like just go, just just experience it before you have any like preconceived notions about like, oh man, I, I wouldn't enjoy it. If you actually get to interact with with the fans, in the, and that's that's how I met these guys. Like initially, like I went to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Dynamite Rampage, all right, right, right. All Literally, of, it, all was, it was it was a, a combo a combo ticket that I got. Gotta love that because you know my other friends they they don't watch professional wrestling, so I'm like, well, shit, uh, I'm just gonna go and uh, you know just go and you know I met these guys and, and they've been great. 
so far. You know, that's why they're on the podcast right now. So, <laughs> uh, we weren't expecting this up until about uh, a couple hours ago. Couple hours ago exactly. So yeah, I was like, yo, you want to do a podcast? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so yeah, let's let's get into to the card. So today was uh, the pay per view uh, for All Elite Wrestling called Full Gear. Um, so it. With pay-per-views, there, there's there's different angles, and again, if you don't know what I'm talking about as far as terminology, again, allude back to the previous podcast about all or, all about wrestling, so that you know some of the, the terminology that I'm talking about. But there was there was different. I'll I'll say that pay-per-views are like closing a a chapter in a book, mm-hmm. is is how I will um, state it. And then we just finished. Uh, a book that has been written for about two years. But let, 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 let's go through the card. It's been a slow burn for that main feud, you know. But, uh, you know, the, the they started the night off with uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, versus oh, Darby. Clearly Allen. he's a dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> like... Anybody, anybody named Maxwell is a big red flag. If they go by Maxwell and not Max, you know that you got a fucking problem. I, the only thing, like, you love to hate him because he is the person that will keep kayfabe like through it all mm-hmm. like he does not break character he's been doing a good job like yeah. he is an asshole through and through he is a textbook heel as they call him he's probably the best heel character we've had in a, a long time let's not forget video. his own parents hate him holding a sign that said we're MJF's parents and we even hate him so I'm like alright <laughs> Keep in mind, kids, a, a heel is a bad guy in wrestling, and a face is a good guy. Yeah. As a reminder. But, yeah, uh, MJF versus Darby Allen, that one went pretty nicely, I'd say. Um, it's one that could have gone either way. Exactly, yeah. We really didn't know the result about that, because, I mean, keep in mind, MJF has been on more of, like, a winning streak in right. AEW versus Darby Allen. He's had highs, he's had lows, so. Uh, but the match was fun, I think. What did you guys think about it? I will say it's probably my favorite match of the night. Really? They wow. started off hot, mm-hmm. and they kept going. Some of those spots that Darby did were just insane. Almost killed his back. I'm just like, ugh. Very cringeworthy, but in the good way. I'm going I'm to give it my uh, match of the night. Match of the night? Oh, match wow. of the night, yeah. No, so, if, if you have an opportunity, just Google Darby Allen Dive. <laughs> he is the craziest guy you've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. This guy so, looks like he got shot out of a cannon every time he So dies. he hits the ropes, and then he just slings his body at a human being at full capacity. And it's just something that's just like, oh my gosh, he's out there to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. He has perfected the dive. Like You cannot... His promo video tonight was him crashing a car. And by crashing, I mean flipping it. And then setting it on fire. Right. So, there, there, there's a lot of context behind that. Um, God bless pro wrestling. Yeah, there's, there's context <laughs> about that. Because there's actually, like, real life integrated into the, the character, right? So, Darby Allen, actually, when he was a young child, so for context, mm-hmm. um, he was in a car with his uncle who was drunk driving and got into a car accident. His uncle passed. He survived. So, that's where he gets his gimmick saying that he's half dead inside. So he has half of his face painted every time he goes out and wrestles. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for, for that context. So uh, definitely, no, I, I, I'll agree. That, that was that was an excellent match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was funny that MJF, like, actually called how he's going to win. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. All right like, yeah, I'm going to do the, the headlock takedown mm-hmm. with the pin. And it's like, 
this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand this wow. guy. Well, of course, uh, after a cheap shot, you know? It's got to be right. after a cheap shot. Keep in mind, this match went uh, a 20, pretty decent... Uh, 22.02. 22 minutes. So this match went 22 whole minutes, and this guy wins by a cheap shot when the ref's not looking. And, uh, yeah, he promised as he delivered, you know? I mean, headlock takeover, pin Darby Allen, one, two, three, and that was all she wrote. No, we all had Darby winning here, right? I actually, no, I, no, I think I had Rich, I believe, had MJF. Uh, yeah, we had MJF. I had Darby for sure. Darby lost his last pay-per-view against CM same, Punk. Same with MJF. He lost against Jericho. Yeah, yeah. And MJF lost in that same pay-per-view, you are correct. I didn't so even that's, I that's why forgot I was about like, that. I think MJF was going to go over. So going over means that like they're going to win the match. Like Exactly. Yeah, it's... it's uh, they, they were both riding a loss on their way into this pay-per-view, so that's probably what uh, made it more unpredictable in this type of sense. You know, it was uh, it was very exciting to watch, though. I'm not going to lie. It could have gone either way. Tons of false finishes, yep. which is basically a lot of two counts or one count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> MJF so. selling his knee. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, dude, you have, like, knee pads on. Like, you got to get better knee pads. Those are some <laughs> shit knee pads. Yeah. Shit. Right. Like, if you're like, oh, my knee. Oh, Thinner than a oh. sheet of paper. My God. Like you might as well not even wear it. Exactly. Right. right. Like if you're, if you're like selling the, the the knee injury, like dude, you have like double duty like pads. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know. Like I agree with you. I think if anything, he should have not had the knee pads on. Yeah. Yeah. And that would I'm, I would have believed that. I'm like oh yeah. yeah. But he had the knee pads on. I'm like ugh. Yeah, it's a little. It's like, harder it's like, to believe. I mean, yeah. not, when you're watching wrestling, you're you're suspending your disbelief every time. But keep in mind, the wrestling fan these days is a little bit smarter than the wrestling fans of old. So right. we'll pick up on small details like that. It's it's just it, it's a preference to everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody yeah. prefers different things in wrestling. But you know, it was a good match through and through. I'd say. Yeah, definitely, definitely a great match. Yeah. Um, so yeah, MJF wins mm -hmm. um, with a cheap shot. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> because, much because he's because he's a heel. He's a bad guy. You, you gotta boo him, you know. That's and it's like, like we asshole. boo the bad guys in this house. Like this asshole. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I mean, moving on from that though, we had the second match of the night. That was for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. That was. Oh yeah. That was the Lucha Brothers defending their newly won AEW World Tag Team Titles against FTR. Uh, formerly known as the Revival from WWE. Fuck the Revival. <laughs> they came back to bite Cody. At, uh... <laughs> you watch your mouth. No, I'm not. Look, I'm bringing up being the elite. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a lot of memes in wrestling as well. There's definitely a lot of memes. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, with this match in particular, like FTR, they initially wrestled as Luchadors. Mm -hmm. I forgot the name of the, the luchador team that they were. I forgot as well. They uh, were green frogs, we'll just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, they look like the Riddler, but in masks. Yeah, they were definitely in masks. And it was for, there's another promotion that's in Mexico called, I forgot, Triple A. It's Triple A. I don't know what the whole... Big Blah, I think. Triple A. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Bob. Uh, gotcha. So, <laughs> then, there, there was a match on, on Dynamite that they faced these mass wrestlers. We didn't know who they were. They, we didn't know who they were initially until the, the Lucha Brothers actually pulled off their masks. Which is the ultimate sign of disrespect in Lucha Libre. Right. You, you're not supposed to pull off a mask yeah. uh, of a luchador. And it's like, it's it's FTR. So there's like these two white guys from, from North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. And they, they won the AAA Tag Team Champions mm -hmm. from the Lucha Brothers. So this was for the All Elite Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Exactly. And I, 
I, I was like... The, the end kind of... I feel like it, it, it ended with a fizzle. It started off with a bang, but kind of ended with a fizzle. A Agreed. Way, you know? It was yeah. a little different, because like, they put on the mask... Yeah, they, it was, I think they tried to pull some, you know, who's this guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who's the who's the legal man in the ring, but, I mean, when one guy's got tattoos and the other guy doesn't, you know, it kind of right. makes, it kind it of makes defeats the, ref- the purpose, yeah. I mean, both guys have similar body types, I'll give them that, but when one guy's got tattoos, the other guy doesn't, it's kind of makes the referee look stupid out there. Yeah, honestly, it was almost as if the ref just didn't give a fuck, because he didn't care, he just, yeah. he just counted one, two, three, and that was it. Yeah, the ending is kind it was of definitely Rick Knox. It was Knox. Uh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I ju- I didn't really understand it. I mean, I I understood what they were trying to do. Yes. But it was almost as if they just didn't give a shit, and we're like, all right, let's just get this match over with. This is weirdly deliberate, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if both guys put on their masks, I feel like that would have been a little bit. Typically, bad. how this would have went it is. It's like a sw- it was kind of like a switcheroo type of deal, you know. Typically, something like this in other promotions would have went. Oh, so and so checked the referee or checked the replay and found that this wasn't the guy who was supposed to be in the match, that and then they right. just restart the match. So that's what we were all expecting was going to happen. But the ref was just like screaming at the other guys as they were leaving, and it was just kind of the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of showed the graphic for the next match, and that was it. You know? Yeah, I was oh, like, oh, overall that was pretty solid. Of a that was a good tag team, team match. match. I mean, the Lucha yeah. Brothers and FTR they never disappoint when it comes to tag team matches. Definitely, I will say with FTR, they are the greatest working tag team in the business so far. Preach. Like hands out, like they make every other tag team look good. Yes, like anytime that they're versing anybody, if you just watch them work a match, it is just something. It's it's like poetry in motion. It's just it's just beautiful to watch how just aggressive they are, like the just the level of tenacity that they have in their move sets and just the way that they work. Because they had to like work with guys that are part of like Lucha mm-hmm. and there's a different style with with FTR who's like a little bit of old school I, I don't even know how else to pronounce like I feel like they're more of a throwback, you know? Yeah, like, yeah definitely. Of, more of like a homage to like the, the old school guys, like the brain busters of mm-hmm. the early eighties and stuff like that. You know, they they are they're more yeah. NWA, WCCW style versus, you know Like a Midnight Express. Like exactly. you know, yeah. over over there. So yeah. like old school, like yeah, no no flips, just fists is what, what their terminology that's is. That's a catchphrase, man. Yeah, that's, that's their mindset. That's a catchphrase. Yeah, that's their... That's their <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. put that on a t-shirt. They're very talented that they can work any kind of style of wrestling. It's hard style, or uh, strong style, lucha libre, mm-hmm. American. They can just do, do whatever because they know how to pace a match. Very versatile. Very. Yes. Yeah, they, I would I would definitely, you know, echo the sentiment that they are the best tag team in, in the business. Yeah. Like, hands down. I would agree with that. Can't complain with and, that. And uh, those are the people that you need to have on your roster. Same with MJF. Like, he can work any style, too. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a I good feel, example. I feel well. like a wrestler these days, you know, like the newer wrestler, is just more versatile than any other type mm-hmm. of wrestler, you know? I mean, it, 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 it helps to know a certain style, but it also helps to know yeah. multiple different styles and that's what a lot of these all elite wrestlers are using they're using multiple different variations of different styles that they've Mm -hmm. accumulated over their worldly travels which makes it entertaining like you know it's not the same shit every single day that's on WWE right you don't know what you're expecting it's not a scripted match it's like okay this move this move then this move no it's basically you go out there and you give us a good match or you see it like 5,000 times it's like why are we watching these people wrestle again 
They just wrestle at the pay per view. What's mm-hmm. the one like Dolph Ziggler and like Sheamus? Yeah, for a whole year, like I think it was 2012, 2013. Oh, wait, almost thinking 2015, they had like a three pay per view series. Right then. Low key, fuck Dolph Ziggler. I don't like him. Such an HBK bootleg. Oh my god. I like Dolph Ziggler because he went to art performance back in 2017. Did he really? Yes, he did. Oh, cool. The fucking Mark. Oh my god. Alright, let's let us let us move on. What, what was the next match? Next match after that was the uh, number one contendership for the world title of the oh, tournament. That wow. was uh Miro versus Brian Danielson. So so former WWE talent. Um so Brian, former WWE talent. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> former WWE talent. So yeah. uh, Brian Danielson who used to go by Daniel Bryan and then Miro who used to go by Rusev were competing for the number one contendership for the All Elite Wrestling Championship. So this is the the next person that's going to be up for for the title defense that that we'll get to later later tonight. Um, yeah. In regards to that, determines who's next in line. Next in line. So this was the match that we were like. We didn't know exactly. which which clear. way it was going to go. I mean, because... we had a heavy prediction on how it was going to go, but at mm-hmm. the same time, we kind of threw our own self-doubt in there as well, too. You know, we're like, wait, what if it doesn't go the way we want it to? Well, what a, if it doesn't go the way we all think Which is a good thing. Exactly. Yeah, this, this was the one I was it's like... Thing I have. Like, when, when we look at it now, yeah. like, we'll, we'll get to the end, like the end, but when we look at it now, it's like, oh, man, Brian Danielson won... And I was nervous mm. because of the main event. Yeah. But I mean, either way you look at it, though, either guy could have been a really good first challenger for uh, the, the match that we'll get to later, you know? Just, yeah, like, yeah. Deciding the world champion. But, you know, I think... Overall, the match. How did you feel about the match? Overall, I thought the match was pretty that's, solid. That's my favorite match. I would say it was probably Another match good match for Because okay. um, I noticed that Brian, every single match that he has, like, he has, he has a very unique finish yes mm-hmm. some of the finishes in the past were like okay it's probably gonna go a couple minutes and then you just see him like either tap really quick or like just fade out and then i'm like wait what yeah. so that's why i had for this match another wait what although yeah i did have that kind so. of moment at the end of the match i'm not gonna lie it, the, the decision kind of came awfully quickly you know i mean normally the yeah. rest check on somebody a little bit more versus you know yeah like, Aubrey kind of like now. sped that up i was yeah. like huh miro goes out like that as like, a damn. piece because we didn't see Miro physically tap out. Exactly. No, right? he just he just instantly passed out. He just, did he like, say I quit I or mean, something? I guess he got knocked out when he was going down for like that DDT. I think. Yeah, that's something you know? we gotta look at the replay for. Yeah, yeah. We, gotta, we gotta make sure we see that right because yeah. I know uh, Danielson locked in a guillotine mm-hmm. right after that, and Aubrey just like called for yeah. the guillotine. Yeah, it was, she it was saw super Miro. quick. It was super quick. It was yeah. super quick. She saw Miro immediately. I guess he was limp. Or something. So either, she yeah, like, she, 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 saw, she saw something that we didn't see, and she's exactly. like, all right, I'm, we're going to call this before he really gets hurt. Exactly. And, and, and when they do those type of finishes where they, like, just ring the bell, it's supposed to keep that individual, quote-unquote, strong. Like, because they didn't quit exactly. um, on there. But I felt like the finish was rushed. But, no, like, as far as, like, the match initially, like, two clash of styles. Miro is just this big brute that can just do everything 
Uh, I'm so glad that he changed his gimmick from like this video game guy. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yes, he was like, the best man. What he was. Mean? Yeah, he just was made the... no sense. Like here, I'm here for somebody else, but I'm, I'm also here, here to Kip. wrestle. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm going to be Kip Sabian's best man at at this wedding. Where that's I, it. That's where all I get I handcuffed am. by Orange Cassidy or something. Literally his theme. I'm the best. I'm the best man. <laughs> like, Did I mention what? I have blonde hair now? <laughs> and then it's kind of ch- weird. But he changed his gimmick to God's favorite champion. Now the he's Redeemer. the Redeemer. The Redeemer. He's got a shaved head. He's got a new outlook. They dropped the ball on it so hard. In my they, opinion. It's initially, still, initially. I, you know what? It's still going in my book. It's I it's think going. They dropped the ball on it. It's I going. Think they just made a weird decision in terms of like him dropping the TNT title. However. You know, this Redeemer gimmick, uh, he's, you know, quote-unquote God's favorite wrestler or God's favorite champion. Which is Lana. (laughs) This is where they fucked it all up. Because he talks about his God, Mm -hmm. and then he also talks about his wife, who's Lana, who used to be in WWE. She could have been his fucking God. Yeah. And it could have just all meshed that way. So if she does decide to wrestle again, because God knows what she's doing now. I don't know. Uh, she's a model. She's, she's on a series on E. She's doing that. <laughs> I couldn't tell. She's that. doing that. But she was quote unquote, and I say quote unquote because she didn't actually wrestle, but she wrestled she for WWE. Show. Oh, they. <laughs> and she was there, but they could have made like her his god and just been like a managerial role like yeah. they could have made it work that way instead of him just saying yeah this is my god and then nobody knows what the fuck his god's really about to begin with well, keep in mind you gods always have a, a picture or an illustration of what they look like well if you're a catholic christian whatever yes True. <laughs> um, or you know if you're a buddhist Okay, well, we're not going to get okay, into religious talk here. Not, we're not, we're but this is my point is, this is I feel like they could have done it better. Because it's just him talking about his God and having sex with his wife every week. Well, if you look at it now, he's, he lost his title against Sammy. He lost Which against Brian. Shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't Correct. Happen. Should not have happened, happen, but it happened. Tomorrow. Lost against Brian tonight. Yeah. What's next for Miro? Oh, he's he's still pretty angry, I would, I would think. I no, say... He loses his title. Well, we don't know because he apparently passed out. Apparently he passed Alleg- out. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 We he's going to see he's move down the dark. No, no, oh, let's, no, not, no let's not no, say that. No, 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 no. For those, <laughs> for those who don't know, Dark is a lower tier show by AEW. It's that's dark and dark elevation. Dark and dark elevation. That's broadcasted on YouTube on Mondays and Tuesdays. Mondays yep. and Tuesdays. Yep. So he's basically just saying he sucks. He's not on TV now. It's a series of dark. It's matches. usually for enhancement talent. So like. Local talent that's within the, the vicinity yep. of, of the, the, the town that they're in. Yep. Uh, well, currently, yeah, now. Yes. Exactly. Now they are to, like, get this independent pro wrestlers, you know, an opportunity to, to wrestle against um, talent that is part of all elite wrestling. Okay. Um, so that's that's what AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation is. It also helps uh, tell the AEW fans who these AEW superstars are or who these AEW wrestlers are. Right? Yeah, and then some of the independent talent has been signed by AEW. It's like, wow. Sky Blue? Yeah, Sky Well, yep. she hasn't been a she, She's on another. No, really. There's, she, a, there's she, a tier. Exactly. There's, there's she's, she's still, you know, making appearances at different shows and everything like that yeah. for Dark She's matches. still Chicago she's still style, in, though, right? Yeah, she's still independent right now. Yeah, she's, she's still, still doing Chicago. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, she's still she's on a contract though. of some sort. But she's, I, I feel like she's inching closer and closer to an AEW contract. However, that could be said about, you know, uh, who is it, Fuego Del Sol? Yeah, Fuego's yeah, actually Fuego. an actual sign. You guys are really. He's actually oh, okay, yeah. yeah, same thing with, uh, oh God, what was his name? Lee, Lee Moriarty. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's actually signed like last week. These guys had you know multiple matches in AEW without actually being signed, and then they end up being signed. Yeah, they, so, they lose all their matches, but exactly. it's it's like oh man, we were rooting for these people like Sean Dean. Yes, uh, he's actually Dean. signed now as well. Yeah, he's signed. So Lee yeah, Johnson. yeah, Johnson. a lot of this talent that signed too. especially yeah. during the pandemic, if you look at it, there was a lot of these guys that were just getting their ass kicked on dark. Uh, and then whenever Dark Elevation came up, like, they were just getting their ass kicked. But, yeah, we were rooting for them. It's like, yeah. oh, they, they there's a chance. Promising. Yeah, they looked promising, you know? I mean, they were like, oh, well, let's give this guy a shot then. Yeah, so that, 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 is, that is what we talk about, like, with, like, enhancement talent. So, so doing that. Yeah. But, but going back to Miro versus Danielson, I feel like that match was pretty solid in the ring. I'm not going to lie. It was uh, definitely something that was pretty nice. Uh, I feel like the finish could have been a little bit better, but uh, overall, I'd say it was my match of the night. Uh, I didn't know which way it was going to go. In the end, Danielson wins, so I'm eager to see what happens on Rampage and uh, Dynamite. Actually. Yeah. You know, I'm eager to see where they're taking it. So yeah. Danielson's still undefeated, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe he has a draw against Kenny Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah He has a no draw. contest, technically, so it's technically not a loss, but... Uh, yeah. That's technically a, a tie in the eyes of fans and everything. If we're looking at win loss records, which no, AEW does take a little seriously. So, solid match, if he finish. Yeah, it still wins my match of the night, though. Okay, sure. it's, that's fair. It's. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. What was next on the card? Uh, so moving on, we had a six-man street fight uh, or false count anywhere match actually. Oh yeah. So it was uh, Christian Cage with Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and uh, Luchasaurus. Facing off against what's known as the Super Click of the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby! Love Adam Cole. I love Adam Cole. I love Adam Cole. I hate that was That was a good match. I mean, it was kind of expected for what it was. Uh, as you can tell with Young Bucks matches, very spotty. Just very total spot fest. Yes, yeah, spots everywhere. Super kick here, super kick there. Thumbtack here. Or some shit like that. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's very tiresome. Also, I have a longer time for exactly. length, which I should have knew. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so the match clocked in at 22 minutes Jesus. and 24 seconds. Jesus. When I think all of us had it under 20 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I had it like so 14, 15, 15 minutes. Actually, I had it slated at 24. I yes, go you, so yeah, longer. you're the, oh. the exception. Yeah, you're the only <laughs> guy. I thought it was going to go a little longer. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, with, with, with the Young Bucks... And I hate to say this, it's like you know their style of match. Yeah. Every single time. They, you know the spots are gonna be <sighs> They no sell a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean they're they're not the biggest of guys either. Oh no. They're like I would say at least oh, maybe the same size. I'd probably say I actually size. tolerate Nick Jackson more than I do match. I don't so. know, man. I feel like they're more so the size of a cruiserweight versus a heavyweight. Definitely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird seeing them take so much punishment and then just bouncing back like nothing happened, you know. Uh, especially in a match featuring a lot of weapons, you know, like tables, trash cans, which uh, which is not sticks. a street fight. Technically, not a street fight. I mean, false count anywhere. Means false, false count, count anywhere. anywhere. And false but, count anywhere. But you can use means no you can use, yeah. Which I'm 
like, it's a little odd. That felt more of, more of a street fight than the actual street fight. Yeah. The actual street fight, everyone's like so like, all right, stay in corner. Yeah, like, I think the biggest yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it one yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get there no no I mean as, as far as this match goes like um, I, I, I'm a fan of Adam Cole like I, I was shocked when he came well I mean I'm not shocked but I was still shocked I was shocked definitely because there's a lot of ties that Adam Cole has with all the wrestling like his boys so the Young Bucks you know, Just initially, the elite in yeah, the elite in general. Those are his boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, his significant other is the AEW. Well, I'm not trying to spoil. I hate the fucking dentist. Yeah, AEW <laughs> Women's Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I looked at this match. He got got sliced open pretty good. He did. Uh, oh hell yeah, Adam Adam Cole got sliced up pretty good. Got like I was color. like, oh, got some little, color. Little coast to coast. Yeah. But yeah, that that. Falls Count Anywhere felt more like a street fight than the initial street fight. Yeah, the, the fact that Christian Cage is still moving the way he is at his age, though, I am... He's like 50? No, no, he's in his 40s. Okay. He's 40. But he's, I'm still so impressed with how he's moving. Definitely. You know, I, he went into retirement, what, seven years ago? Well, he got hurt a few years ago. Yeah, so I think he well, had, had a small, concussion. Yeah, he had a small little retirement because he kept getting concussed and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I am very happy to see him back in wrestling. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not the biggest Christian fan, but at the same time, you know, he keeps giving quality matches, you know. Um, he keeps giving quality matches. He initially beat Kenny Omega for the uh, Impact. Impact Championship. Yeah, World title. true. First was a great match. Yeah, first Rampage show, yeah. That was a great match, too. Yeah, good memory, Jack. Mm. But yeah, with with the Young Bucks and and Adam Cole, yeah, Young Bucks, spots everywhere. No selling. I was was very impressed with uh, Luchasaurus's, like, like, that inverted back, like, that's a a He's a big ass star. He's a shooting star. Shooting star. Yeah, shooting star. Yeah, shooting star. A standing shooting star, mind you. Yeah. Off of the ramp. He's what? Six, six eight? Six eight? Six, almost six 300 so pounds. Yeah. 280s. He's up there. He's a powerhouse in everybody's like, eyes in terms of wrestling. Insanely big. And this guy moves insanely like. Insanely athletic. This guy moves oh, like. A cruiserweight. You couldn't yeah. even imagine. Like, Bro, he moves like Paul London. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, you know, like, yeah. God damn. I'm so impressed with his like athleticism. It's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the right team won. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I was going for the super click, but I knew like <laughs> you knew in your heart. I I knew it's like that's like fuck, I just want Adam Cole. To Pete win. the young bucks. Fuck them. You know, like him. I was I was like pulling for Adam Cole. That that was me. Like as far as the young bucks, I'm like yeah, whatever. He's lost two matches. Oh, yeah. Right, Cole? Since he's with, uh, with super quick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they're all oh, yeah. tag team matches that he lost though. He's still doing yeah. pretty good in singles. Yeah, singles matches. he's fine though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, all in all, good. Like it, with the young bucks, and well, even with Adam Cole, they had like these thumbtack knee pads, knee pads that yeah. they implemented. That was, was kind of cool. I never seen that before. That, that that was that was innovative. It was cool to see, mm-hmm. but. Execution wise, execution wise, it kind of let me down. Yeah, yeah they like it's, clearly it's more, missed him. No, it's, oh, more, yeah. it's more of the camera angle. Oh, That's okay. true. Maybe it was camera angle. Honestly, no, got, this, the, the spot angle. when they had Jungle Boy when they do a little kiss spot when they when put thumb. I'm like, Jungle Boy. First of all, WTF, bro? What if you swallow one of those? Right, right. And he got super kicked. Literal thumbtacks in your mouth. First off, you got horrible. 
and God forbid that you swallow one of those and then you have internal bleed. I would have respectfully hey, declined that idea. Okay. No, I wouldn't have done that spot. Yeah. Jungle Boy's friends with the DMD. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's missing teeth, maybe. But that is not a spot that I would recommend doing, especially if you're going to be one of the top baby faces moving forward in, into the future. Like they uh, say, don't try this at home, kids. You know, it's not fun. You do not put thumbtacks in your mouth. Unless you're sadistic, then you do it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a spot. Like, for what, dude? No one's going to... I mean, we remember the spot, but, like, no one's going to, like, remember the spot. It's not going to be an iconic spot in the future. Right. Yeah, we're all here criticizing on it. (laughs) Right. Now we're definitely... Not like any of us are going to go out and do it, you know? All right, next match. (laughs) Let's move on. We got another tag team match on this way, though. Uh, This one, I don't think anybody really asked for, but it was Cody, Rose, and Pac. We probably could skip the review on this, none of us gave a shit. Completely forgot about the match. Okay. So Good let me God. let before we okay. before we proceed. Okay, Pac, so Pac got the pin. Oh, yeah, Pac, Pac got the pin. Pac got the pin. He got the pin. Malachi tried to continue his story with Cody. Yeah. No one. First of all, none of us gave a shit about this match. I mean, I gave a little shit about it because Malachi. Really? Black was in well, Malachi Black was in I like, I like Malachi. Black. Okay, can we all agree as a consensus that we only care about Malachi Black? Correct. Yep. And Pac. I like Pac. 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 Yeah, Pac. He's yeah. a bastard. I love him. Yeah. Well, Andrade, but only because I don't really care. He's Cody. Cody. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I was hoping that all three of them are gonna like end up. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so then, then Pac will join the House of Black. You know, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's so much animosity towards Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, if you guys don't know, is actually one of the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. Him and the Young Bucks actually are, you know. Hey, and Kenny. Kenny and Kenny as well. They're executive vice presidents since the, yeah. this uh, company was pretty much their idea and it was funded by Tony Khan. So, uh, I mean, as wrestling fans, you kind of know who's behind creative control in a sense. So, the way Cody Rhodes has been booking himself lately, it's not... He's not a big deal like he thinks he is. You know, I think he's just trying too hard to be, like, the main attraction. He's trying to be too Hollywood. Yeah. For for me. For me. This is the perception. Mm -hmm. I don't know this man at all. But from what I've seen, as far as as the perception, like, him and his wife get on my... Goddamn nerves. <laughs> that was my surprise guess that was supposed to be, but oh, she did brandy, not come. Thank God. Shows up. Thank God. A little shot of brandy during that match. These individuals, I, they're just, there's this, like I said, I don't know these people. Like, maybe one day I might have a heart-to-heart conversation with these individuals. But from the perception <laughs> that I see from that, they think they're holier than thou. And they're just, they're just dense. They don't, they don't get it because, like, they have their own reality TV show. That, Roads that, to the Top. Roads to the Top. Which, I only saw two episodes of that. And I was like, the two one... I, I watched the whole thing. You watched the whole thing? <laughs> oh, you I watched porcel- the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> it's only like 30 minutes. I, I, watched, I watched a couple of them. <laughs> Good God. I watched the first two episodes. You I was like, what the it. hell is this? And wow. I'm not a part of like the the reality TV show, but I was like, these people are so dense. Uh, it just all of it felt forced. Definitely felt forced. Like, and, what can we possibly do 
to compete with WWE and their right. shitty Brie Bella Bellamy. Bella Twins Total, Total, Divas. Total Divas, yeah. Total Divas. Which is a success. You know what? Or uh, what's the Miz the Miz and what can we compete with that? Actually, and they decided that Cody and Brandy would be the ones to do that. And it just it's just really forced. Swing and a miss. And, and I, a lot of the, the, the pro wrestling fans in all of the wrestling do not back Cody Rhodes. Maybe not. Um, through this match, they were booing the hell out of him. Yeah. And As they should. As they should. As they should. And and with Cody just, just being just oblivious, he just needs to turn heel. I would I would respect him more. Well, he's yeah, he's trying too hard to be. No, I say he's never gonna turn. He said in a promo, "What is that? Rampage or Dynamite?" Yeah, he said, "I will not turn." Yeah, yeah. And then moved on to like hype his feud with Malachi and Andrade, and I'm just like, bro, you read the room. I think he said in an interview he wasn't doing. I think you know what he's doing, guys. Is Cody Rhodes? The John Cena? Of yeah, AEW? he's just trying to be John Cena. Is yeah. the best way he can. <laughs> it's honestly, it's the best way we can explain it. Yeah, except he he's not a movie star. Down. He hasn't really won shit. Nah. And he's Cody Rhodes. He's not John Cena. Yeah, he's just, there's, there's a few accolades. He's Stardust. That... He's, he's Stardust at best. <laughs> Bro. At best. I forgot about Stardust. Holy uh, shit. So You're like, the son of the American dream. Right. Just the road, baby. But yes, you're just not there. Like he just he tries to force it. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, I would even say Dustin forces his shit a lot too. You know like, what though? Yeah. Dustin was a bigger name than Cody. I he was as gold dust. As gold dust, he is a bigger name. But he is also on that path of I'm just gonna be here and take a spot and. That's just the vibe I get from him. Like okay. that, this whole eliminator bullshit yeah. for the yeah. to get a shot at the title should have never been in that. It could have gone Why? to somebody else. You're right. You know? Like I mean, there's so like there's so many guys yeah. on the roster now. Like I mean, give I'm it to someone who deserves it. Our house I've lost George Cassidy, but yeah. fucking but, let Hobbs win. You know, oh, right? Hobbs is. That, but that's, that's, not, that's, that's not on the that's cards. That's, that's not on the cards. Let's, let's Anywho, on. next let's, match. Let's, let's have, we have a women's match. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Women also wrestle. Yep. Uh, we had challenger Ty Conti facing off against Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. Who is the AEW Women's World Champion. And may I say from experience, I hate the fucking dentist. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> y'all, y'all try to tell me that Britt Baker's something special. I don't see it, frankly. You know, she's very beautiful, and she's dating Adam Page. Adam Page. Adam Page has a child. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. That's Adam Cole's baby. Um, she's average. No, in the ring, she has improved. She has vastly improved. Her matches are just kind of the same. Very formulaic. She's got two people with her, and they just interfere and do that shit. She Her moveset is very limited, I feel. You know, I feel like she's... They're Adam Cole's moves. Adam Cole's, I said it right this time. Adam Cole, baby. They're all of his moves. However, you know, it's... There's so many other women in AEW who I think deserve it more than Britt Baker. And, and, and I feel and, like everybody makes Britt Baker more than a big deal because she's with Adam Cole. That's the only reason why I think she's in the spot she's in because of her relationship, you know, relationship with Adam Cole. Not to mention, you know, like she's gained fans because of Adam Cole. 
She's a good heel, though. No, she is a good heel. <laughs> you hate her because she's a heel. Not, no. Not Uh-oh. at all. I hate her because she's bland. No. You hate her because she's a dentist. I hate her because she's bland and because she's a dentist. See, dentists are like fucking scam. <laughs> I hate him so much. That's besides the point. So, I, th- yeah. I just think she's bland, though. That's so let, 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 let's go back to, to, to the match. Ty Conti. Ty Conti. Ty, Ty Conti. I hope is a future AEW Women's Champion oh, yeah. or TBS or TBS like no, 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 no. one one of the belts because she's got gold my sure. goodness like the way that she works a match that was that like from from my perspective that was from from t- like l- watching Ty only watching Ty yes that was my favorite match oh, I'd yeah, say top three sure. top three songs. her expressions sure. and uh, emotion throughout the match really made it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, yeah. like so believable. Yes. Like I was like, "Come on, Ty!" Like, she, like she was getting frustrated. She was also, you know, like she not believing. She was not believing that her she finishing moves. Every one of her moves. Every one of her finishing moves. And she's like, "This works in other matches. Work. Why isn't it working here?" Like we knew. Like, you read that in her face. We knew that Britt Baker was going to retain. Like Keep we in mind, knew. Though. Ty does that every single match, and yeah. that's why I like her yeah. better than Baker because Baker is just like, for whatever reason, she does not have like many facial expressions throughout her match. Like Chad said, it's very formulaic, very like laid out. It's very repetitive, in my book. You know, Ty Conti, she actually has a little bit more variety in there since she, you know, she I, I believe her. her. She has know, a little more of a personality. Yes, I believe her. I believe yes, Ty. I, mm-hmm. She has a little bit more believability than Britt Baker does. That's what I'd say. It's just like her body language. Yes. That makes it. Yeah, she's yeah. very... Okay, she's stiff. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Britt's very stiff. Yes. Very stiff. Very... I want to say maybe robotic in mm-hmm. a sense, maybe. I don't know. Her work, her work... No, her work has improved. I, let, let, let's give her credit for that. Okay. It has improved. Fine, fine. It has improved. Because initially in the beginning, because Britt Baker used to get hurt every five seconds. Like, my her, She had a wrist injury, right? Yeah. No, it was, it, was a concussion. it was like the concussion at Fight for the Fallen, like the original Fight for the Fallen. Mm. She got a concussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Broken nose, which put her over, yeah. by the oh, way. Yeah. Um, knee injury. Well, I mean, that wasn't her fault. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that yeah. just happened to she's, her. She's very, she was very injured. Wrist injury. Yeah. yeah. She's very injury prone. This is your, your world champion. This is this is reason. for when she didn't have like much experience, by the way. She hasn't been wrestling very long. Which yeah. I, she's, she's a legit dentist. She's yeah. a legit dentist with her practice. Which so. is why we say DMD after Britt Baker. Like, she, she doesn't need wrestling because she's already making six figures. <laughs> In dentistry, but yeah, she's dentist on the side. Legit, that is all she says as she comes out. I'm a dentist. She says, "I'm Britt Baker, DMD." I'm a dentist. Like me, please. I'm a dentist. This woman's a bitch. <laughs> I'm a fight yeah. her. We yeah, might, we might have to move on. Yeah, please, please, please. Let yeah, okay, Britt Baker wins. Oh, sweet Moses. Yeah, Predictable. Like Britt Baker. She's a good role model. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, I hate the fucking Dungeons. Anyway, Punk versus Kingston is our oh next match. Oh, my God. This like, one could have gone either way. This one was a 50-50. It was, who was built perfect. It was they like had a short time, too. Yeah, it was like, what? Eight two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks built. Yeah. So after the initial match between Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston in the World Championship Eliminator Tournament, mm. 
Um, Eddie Kingston loses in, like, he, he passes out. So technically that's just to keep him strong. Yes. And then Brian Danderson tries to, to shake his hand. Eddie Kingston's like, no, I'm mad. I'm going to go to the backstage. Uh, CM Punk, if you're not familiar with CM Punk, part of the WWE, he quit the wrestling business and took a break seven years. Seven years. We didn't think he was ever coming back to the business, ever. I still can't believe he's here. He, he came back. Yeah. And so there was a, like, he was supposed to be doing a talk with, with one of the, the announcers, uh, Tony Schiavone. I don't know, was it Tony Schiavone? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony Schiavone. Yeah. One of them, and then Eddie Kings is just, like, cussing up a storm, and CM Punk's like, yo, I'm doing an interview, like, you're, you're being disrespectful. And then they get in each other's faces, like, oh, camera, F you, you know, something like that. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is very contested. Mm-hmm. And to the buildup of this match, like, CM Punk felt disrespected. And he wanted an apology from, from Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston ain't no punk. And it's like, why do I need to apologize to you when you, like, quit the business, you used to talk bad about me, blah, blah, blah. If you have an opportunity to watch this promo, this promo between CM, just Google or YouTube, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston mm. promo. That was the realest stuff I ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I might want to skip forward, Richard. Oh, you're making me nervous. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the TV. And oh, but, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to break your TV. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I, I just see a wiggling in the background. Oh, Maybe it's God. the chair. I don't know. But, uh, but, yeah, this match was really good. That promo buildup was very, very good. Um, two I, weeks. Two weeks. That's all it took. And, you know, I, I saw the promo. I don't keep up week to week sometimes because I miss it out because of work and I'm tired because of work. But I watched the promo, and I was like, yeah, I want to see a match. I want to see a match between these guys. Um, very solid. Could have gone either way. Um, overall, I'm happy with the finish. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a big punk guy, so. Uh, but Eddie Kingston definitely brought it to me. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. And that that yeah. could have gone either way. Um, mm-hmm. As far as this match, it felt real. There, there felt there was animosity between the two guys. Uh, the way that that these guys worked, it it, it felt real. Like it felt was... like a UFC fight. Oh yeah. yeah. It, right off the bat, Eddie Kingston with the backhand. I was um, like, oh wow. Match didn't even start. Yeah. Initially, exactly. Um, the bell even right. Again, it wasn't even a wrestling match. I, it was a lot of punching, a lot of just. It was a fight. It was a fight. Yeah. It was a fight, and I loved it. <laughs> and Punk, Punk got a little bit of color out there too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey, it's probably about the third person to bleed all night. Third yeah. or four. Yeah, third like out of four night. or five. Yeah. Everybody was bleeding. I think there's every other match. I think there was blood. It was great. Mm-hmm. Violence. Love it. Uh, so CM Punk uh, is still undefeated within all elite wrestling. And then he can't uh, go to sleep. Yeah, made him go to sleep with the GTS. Go to sleep, um, and then at the end of the match, uh, CM Punk tried to shake again, doing the same um, sentiment that Brian Danielson did: shake his hand, show a sign of respect. Yeah. Eddie Kingston's like, uh, "Screw you! I'm about to leave." Like, well, yeah. I feel like that. Kingston, um, you know, kind of proved himself to Punk in that match. You know. Oh yeah. As, oh, yeah. as far as the story goes, you know that's. That's really what it was all about. Like Kingston was pissed at Punk because you know he used to talk. But he's been allegedly he used to talk bad about him. But uh, back in the Ring of Honor days, yeah, you know, that's Kingston's been on a losing streak. And if, if you yes. have an opportunity to to read his Players Tribune, it is gold. Yeah, like it it is so real. It's so raw. Um, you definitely resonate with Eddie Kingston uh, as 
as wrestling progresses and I'm interested to see what what his character is going to be as as we progress because he just keeps on losing. I don't know if he's going to become unhinged yeah. or something. He's got such a passion for wrestling. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Unbelievably. You guys can see it when he's wrestling too. Like he's mm. got such a passion for yeah. it that he's putting his heart, his soul into every single match that he's got. So I'm very eager to see what happens in the future. Like like you're saying, Rich, is, if he if he's becoming unhinged or is he going to have, you know, like a mental breakdown? Is he going to connect real life emotion with Right. Uh, like his wrestling streak, you know? That's that's very interesting to see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. But I, I I thoroughly enjoyed that match. I think the next match, which I'm like, uh, uh, after that, it was another tag team match, ten man tag. That was uh, a street fight, Minneapolis street fight. People, uh, uh, keep in mind in wrestling terms, uh, street fights, no rules, anything goes, right. and just attach the town name to it, and you get yourself a street fight. Whoopee. But apparently the first mm, five to ten minutes of this match had <laughs> rules. Allegedly, <laughs> it was yeah, a regular it's, match. It's, it's a ten-man tag team match. You got the men of the year teaming with American Top Team. The men of the year who is a legitimate mixed martial art like group. Exactly. They're through led UFC. By, they're led by Dan Lambert. Uh, he was there as part of the match, uh, uh, leading the charge with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh, it was Junior Dos Santos and uh, who's who's the other? Orlovsky. Yeah. Orlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Facing off against the Inner Circle, which is uh, Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, who's the TNT champion, uh, Jake Hager, and of course Chris Jericho. Um, this match. It was not my favorite match. No, no this was not. definitely the stinker of the night. I'd say it was um, very strung out. Very. Yeah, I mean, I like the little like like cameo of like the Iron Claw guy. Yeah, yes. that was sick to see. Baron Baron von Raske. Yeah, yeah. Baron yeah. von Raske. Yeah. So von Raske. if you're familiar with Baron von Raske, like look him up. Old school legend. Iron Claw. Master of the Iron Claw. The Claw. This man <laughs> right. is. As old school as old school gets. Like he was the guy clawed the, the camera. Dude, he was yeah. pioneering wrestling. Uh, it was just so great to see him. You love to see legends still enjoying the product for today. Mm-hmm. But probably not the match that you <laughs> want to see. Yeah. I, 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 I hated this match. This was the, the, the five. It made no sense to me to start off with, you know, uh, traditional so tag rules. Like yeah, people have to tag weird. in and out in a street fight. Like. It's ten guys. Could have gone a tornado match. I think they did that because the MMA guys probably had no idea what the hell they were getting into. So they probably well, yeah, he did. Junior did. He, 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 like junior he missed he some of his spots because. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> and I try and like ignore it as a fan, but when it's like so blatantly obvious, oh, especially you know, when Jericho's calling for it's his like, name. Junior, Junior, hit me, hit me, Junior. Yeah, like, Junior, Junior uh, missed a spot. He mistimed it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's expected. Which, yeah, it's, you know, it, it it's expected because it's not his profession. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's just something he's going to do uh, just to do it. Yeah. You know? Maybe mm-hmm. he's a fan of wrestling. I don't know. But um, I'm kind of glad to see the crossover between MMA and wrestling, though, because there's such a... There's an animosity between MMA fans and pro wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. MMA fans hate wrestling fans, and wrestling fans don't like MMA fans simply over the fact that wrestling's technically not quote unquote real. Um, but you know, I'm glad to see that there's that final you know connection between the two. There's that crossover at least. Um, 
Definitely not my favorite match of the night, though. No. It was probably I, my least favorite. I, a, lot I, of, a lot of stuff yeah. seemed like it got crammed in. I feel so bad for Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Scorpio needs oh to be a champion God. at some point. He needs I to at least be so TNT champ. That guy could have been their next babyface. Honestly. I, when I he was with so SCU, he was part of the uh, inaugural. Tag team champions of AEW. With Frankie Kazarian. With Frankie Kazarian. And he fought Jericho for the title. We were there for that. I was there for that, too. Last Thanksgiving. That was the first right. AEW shows. It was a, a Thanksgiving show, and like it was main evented by Jericho versus Scorpio Sky. And Scorpio Sky... He, he held his he own. Had, such momentum going into that match. We actually I thought, thought it, we, that we, we were gonna we see a title change that night. Like I, I'm probably not alone when I say Scorpio. Oh, I thought he was winning because I, I was there too. One hundred percent. I mean, the energy in that building just there was that you. false finish. Like, oh my gosh, he actually might do this. Exactly. Yeah. Especially beating a guy like Chris Jericho, that would yeah, that would be immensely important. Too. And then he didn't, and then he kind of fell off into obscurity. Well, keep in mind, SCU didn't really do much after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they yeah. had the uh, they didn't have the title much longer than yeah. that. And then eighty-three kinda, days. And then it was just Frankie and Dan, uh, Christopher Daniels. Yep. And then Scorpio was just kind of dark. Dark. He was on dark matches, you know, and then they didn't really know what to do with him, so he was like, all right, fuck it. And he can move. I mean, he can really move in the ring. This guy's been at it for a while, too. He, yeah. He's not new to wrestling. He, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been around he's, 15, he's 20 he's years. He's in his late 30s. Years. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's in his late 30s. Exactly. You know, I mean, the first time I recall seeing Scorpio was, I believe, WSX over on uh, MTV. Oh, really? Holy yeah. shit, you're oh, right. That is... Yeah, if you guys know what that is, yeah. That's taking it back. Some WSX. Do they have explosions? Yeah, (laughs) explosions, and then they would have rappers do like a a quick bit. Yeah, they had Pitbull on there. 3 6 Mafia was on there. 3 6 Mafia. I mean, I I feel bad for those guys. Like, obviously, Dan Lambert was going to get pinned by by, by Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho just wants to like feed his own ego, which I get. I mean, I, I miscalled the finish because I thought it was going to be a submission. I think we all we all called for a submission, Jason, right? Jason, mm-hmm. Jason, yeah, we did. Yeah, I think Ryan we all called Taylor. for a submission. But yeah. but since it was the, the anniversary of the passing of Eddie Guerrero, you know, paying homage to Eddie Guerrero, in the same day that he passed, in the same city where he died, which is wild. Like, they were in Minnesota, Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota. And him and Eddie... Go way back. Yeah, exactly. way, way ECW, back. WCW, WCW, WWE. Those guys traveled even to Japan. Japan. New, yes, even New Japan. Even some, so, even some time in Mexico as well. Yeah. yeah. So they, they knew each other. That was that was his friend. So he was just paying homage to him, which was great. I loved it. Well executed frog splash, I will say. Yeah. For yeah. Jericho's age. For, yeah. Right. Frog splash. For, for a 51-year-old. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty decent. Yeah. But Lee's favorite match. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just felt like a lot of stuff was forced. You know, it felt like a lot. It felt like five pounds of shit in a two pound bag. I'm not, <laughs> not only that, you guys thought it was gonna go under ten minutes, and they went. Oh yeah, they yeah, went yeah, twenty yeah. minutes. minutes. I saw that all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna go. We got we got MMA guys. They're not gonna know too much. Bro, this is gonna be like the ten minute stops. I thought we were gonna have completely long ass main event. But <laughs> boy, was I wrong. All right, before we get to the main event, we had a. a a surprise that they came into all elite wrestling. That's true. Um, so the new talent that Tony Khan has acquired just keeps buying new talent. It's just like 
God damn it, it, Tony. It's just like, when when will it end? Like, when's the time? Uh, So we had gotten Jay Lethal uh, to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, I I was presently surprised with that that signing. Uh, So his uh, first match is going to be on AEW Dynamite. This coming Wednesday? Yeah, this coming Wednesday. Wednesday. And, well... When you listen to this, oh. it won't be this coming Wednesday. It would have it, already happened. It will already have happened. Search it on demand, kids. It's on TNT. Yeah. So yeah, you won't. We'll we'll figure it out later. But <laughs> just yeah. have the details later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm excited about the signing. Uh, he's going to be facing Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship because mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara has an open challenge. So. I mean, it sucks that Jay Lethal's not going to win. <laughs> because I mean, you I never know. know. You never, never know. know. I mean, this You're going to put the TNT belt on him? Yeah. Keep in mind, the TNT I title would. doesn't really have a... It, it's pretty new, it's but new, it also yeah. still has... It's, I'm guessing it has the most champions out of AEW's history. Yeah, so it does. You know, and keep in mind, Cody's first reign, not too long. His mm-hmm. second reign, really, not too long yep. either. Uh, so they don't have a history of like keeping the belt on somebody for very long. So no, they right, could have right. Jay Lethal for anything. Miro probably holds the record. For yeah. I would say that yeah, Miro probably had the yeah. longest title reign uh, of the TNT title. You can so, win a Darby. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say so. Either that or those two are. There's Cody, Brody, Brody Cody, Cody again, Darby, Darby Miro, 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 and then Sammy now. But yeah, uh, I'm really excited to see Jay Lethal in a promotion uh, that has, I guess, some traction to it. You know, mainstream. Keep in mind, like I liked Jay Lethal in TNA. Yeah. I did. I enjoyed oh, yeah, his stuff. Right. I missed Black Machismo. I missed, you know, when he. Uh, no, I didn't miss when he impersonated Ric Flair. I didn't do that. I didn't miss that. <laughs> but um, it was some good stuff I saw from Jay Lethal, and a lot of you guys probably know Jay Lethal from Ring of Honor. I know yep. from him. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. he's got such a long history in Ring of Honor, too. I mean, he's been their world champion I don't know how many times, and for long periods of time. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, didn't he held it for a very long time? Yeah. I, I, I forget I, the number, but... I wouldn't, be surprised, also, also I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of their longest reigning champions in history, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well-deserved, because the dude is very talented. 100%. And I don't think anybody in the wrestling business has one bad thing to say about the guy either. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. spot on, I'd say. Yeah. All right, we have come to the main event. This was Chad's favorite match, by the way. This was some cowboy shit of Cowboy ever shit, it. indeed, because Hangman Adam Page finally gets a shot at the AEW World Championship two years. And after this is This is a story... That has been going on two years in the making. And just to have the closure for this story. There was a lot of emotions. Um, there sure was. Definitely. A lot of emotions. I, I almost wept. Uh, because I was, I was nervous because of, of the, out, the, the initial outcome of the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. With Brian Danielson winning, I was assuming... That with Brian Danielson winning, that Kenny Omega would have been retaining as a champion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need Miro to win so we can have a definitive heel. Yes. But it didn't happen. It really didn't. But you know, hey, I'm still I'm still happy that we saw the result that we all wanted. Though we wanted mm-hmm. a new champion because it's know, been a long time coming. It has been. You know? it, it has been a long time coming. Like. 
Kenny Omega, hell of a champion. Great, great title reign. I love Kenny Omega. I'm a little iffy on Kenny. I'm not too familiar with him still. Okay. I'm still trying to learn about Kenny Omega. Okay. But I personally wasn't a fan of his reign. I just thought he was being, you know, as a heel, he was doing his job. No, don't get me wrong. As a heel, I'm gonna say in the ring. Can I? Can I? Can I preference it? In In the the ring, ring. yes. Okay, I will preference that in the ring. He's a very some of the promos. I was like, this feels kind of like for. He's a very good wrestler, though. I will give him. Yes, I will give him that. Uh, let me clarify. Work. Let me clarify. In the ring, in the ring, when he was defending his title. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, he yes, had in the ring. Matches out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yes. Uh, so how it initially started, um, there was like this package with Hangman Adam Page on his horse in Minnesota, talking about like how he initially got into all elite wrestling, like he wants to be world champion one day, and just his failures are just like. Like plastered on these like billboards. billboards while he's riding this horse mm-hmm. into the Target Center where the the, the event was. Um, it was really well done. Yeah, great, great. Package. It was it was great. It was really like I got the chills. Exactly. You know? It shows you who Hangman Adam Page was, especially if you were a newer fan and you didn't know what to expect out of this match. They basically just painted the story for you. They, so it's a pure you. redemption story. It really is. Hangman so was in the failures. first title match to become the champion against uh, Chris Jericho. At all out. Lost it. Uh, started to kind of lose faith in himself and his group. He was in the Elite, which is now pretty much the biggest heel faction. Um, he then became tag team champs with Omega. Mm-hmm. They battled the Bucks, and then FTR came along and tried to kind of sway Hangman away and tricked him into betraying the Young Bucks to not get another title shot, and then they would eventually lose the titles, and then that was the end of Hangman and the Elite mm-hmm. and Kenny. And Went into a, a dark, depressing... Like state for like Hangman Adam Page, mm-hmm. and he found this other faction which is called the Dark Order, who used to be heels, but they switched to babyface after the unfortunate passing uh, of Brody Lee. Um, rest in peace to that. And they switched them from heel to babyface, and then they've been so over on um, the Young Bucks like uh, YouTube show called Being the Elite. Um, Referenced it many times tonight. So many, times, so many times, so many times. If you haven't checked it out, I started at the initial beginning. I, that's how I started, yeah. and then I just like, yeah, uh, and I caught up. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great stuff. But this is definitely a redemption story. Two years in the making. So, what what was the thoughts of the match? Great match. Great match. Yeah. It was I probably as I would have expected it. You know, Kenny's great. Mm-hmm. Hangman's proven that he can wrestle. You know, he's yeah. uh. He was one of their kind of in-house developed guys, and they from the start they said he was going to be one of their top guys, and now he's the, the top, top guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at the way that the match played out, when Hangman Page was trying to do the buckshot lariat and then knocks out Paul Turner, <laughs> he annihilated him. I was oh, like, poor oh Paul. Good Lord. Poor Paul Turner. Poor Paul. He's gonna have to ice, you know. 
That 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 was. He's gonna have to ice his chin after that one. No, sure. And and I'm curious because the way that it ended, uh, the Young Bucks came back down because they initially lost their match. So there was a a promo in Rampage that stated that if the Young Bucks interfere, what what do you say? I swear to God, I will and I will uh, ruin you. Yeah, end you or something like that on, on those turns. So the Young Bucks come down. Which I feel like they're going to turn to face. They don't necessarily interfere well, in this match, though. this was because when Hangman first had his match against Kenny, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jericho for the title, he asked Kenny and the Bucks to be at ringside, and they said no. Yeah. yeah. They were so in this was basically court. them saying, all right, this is your turn now. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah, they were in you each know? other's corners uh, in other matches beforehand, so like the Bucks would be in Kenny's corner, and Kenny would be in the Bucks' corner. Right. Vice versa, you know. And, and Hangman and, never had that. And Hangman just wanted that type of, you know, he wanted that type of partnership. He said, hey, can you guys be in my corner? They said no. So they thought that he could do it on his own. Um, so when the Bucks came back down after having their match, uh, it was, I was really hoping that they wouldn't interfere. Thankfully, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, but it looks like, as Rich said, you know, it looks like they're going to be turning face soon. You know, because Matt was it Matt or Nick who gave him it was eye? it was Nick the the first initial. So when he went to do like the backwards buckshot, Larry, mm. Nick looks at him and it's like, okay, Nick, are you gonna like screw over Hangman? Anyway, Nick's like, no, do your thing, bro. Yeah. And then hit him with the reverse buckshot, Larry, and then Hangman went over to the other side of the ring, and then that's when Matt looked at him. And it's like. Yeah, you got this. I was like, gonna say those two had the most beef though in terms of that feud. Because oh yeah, those, those two were the driving force that led to they, like, they Omega it, and uh, uh, Hangman defending the titles against the Bucks, and that's kind of like where that dissension kind of further. Oh yeah, that, that, that match at Revolution. Sport. Yeah, they were the ones that were like going they were face going to face, balls to yep. the wall, like. They were trying to hurt well, each it other. Just, it just shows that now they're finally on Heyman's corner. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's finally. Like, it's like, look, we'll, we'll, we have the utmost respect that we're not going to screw over this match for you. Mm-hmm. Like, That's like, crazy to think. Just to see that storytelling. This yeah. is two years, y'all. Mm-hmm. We have waited two years for this redemption story, and we finally got it. Mm-hmm. And that head nod with Matt Jackson, like... You got this. Which is going to be curious on how, like, BT is going to be on Monday. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have some explaining to do, that's for well, sure. you know, I'm not going to lie. Maybe the elite kind of fizzles out for a little bit because, you know, they've... Or Kenny just isn't a part of it. Exactly, you know. I mean, either that or, you but know... But they've always been... A, he's been a part of it. Right? I know. Maybe so Kenny maybe, takes time off. Maybe the Bucks try to recruit Hangman back. And then Adam Cole's the new leader. I would, I would think so. I think ultimately it's going to lead to Cole versus Omega at yeah, some point. The, it's just it's bound to happen. For leadership, absolutely. Considering yeah. they kind of killed them off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, especially when uh, Cole went to WWE, you know. Yeah. That's usually how they would lead off when yep. a, a person gets signed in WWE off of the independent circuit. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. With both Hangman and how his title reign's gonna go, it's and, gonna be long. And also with how you know Kenny revolves around this as well too, and the Bucks really. Um, 
I'm not interested with the Bucks side of things. I'm more interested with uh, Hangman side of things. Because mm -hmm. will the Dark Order be a factor in the in his champ championship reign? Like, will he have them in his corner, or will he do like a solo ride? You know. Uh, yeah. I feel like we have possibilities that Hangman might you know try to be leader of the Dark Order, or yeah. just have Dark Order in his corner in some capacity. So this is the the next chapter in the book, right? Sure is. Uh, so. As we close um, fr from this review, like initial thoughts of the pay per view overall. Good show. It's pretty good. Yeah. I would say probably their second best show. Yeah, second best of the year for sure. It's second best of the year. Solid show, I'd say. Um, I still think All Out tops it. Just yeah. Based on the yeah. fact that I was, I'm very biased towards that. You guys were there. I watched it live, like yeah. at like you know my friend's place. I still had like goosebumps yeah. at the end. I, I couldn't sleep. You know, I'm yeah, pretty I mean, sure you guys had the same exact feeling. Yeah. It made you yeah. excited to be a wrestling fan, and yeah. that's I think what this show did as well too. It made you excited to be a pro wrestling fan because you don't know really what's coming next. You have an idea, but you don't know what's coming next. So I feel like. Full Gear really did deliver. It had some minor hiccups in the way. Sure. However, very, very good show, I would say. You know, um, I got nothing bad to say about it, really. Yeah, I definitely, you know, it, not the top pay-per-view of, of the year, no. but it's, it's, definitely, it, it's definitely a great pay-per-view. Um, definitely grateful for a title change. Um, I'm curious to see what uh, Adam Page's title reign looks like. As, as they progress through the story, because we have a new chapter that we have to write now, because, man, two years, it's been two years, y'all, you don't know how long we've been waiting, like, if they didn't put the belt on them, we were gonna be, we would've riot. like, I would've done some line. crazy shit, yeah, but now, not really, instead, but now, we get to do some cowboy shit. And we, 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 we are elated. We're probably going to look at um, Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, AEW's, like, discount. Shirt's already ordered. Yeah, probably. shirt is already ordered. <laughs> Shirt's already ordered. Exactly. So, so. AEWshop.com's probably got that shirt locked down. Lock mm -hmm. and key. Locked and loaded, you know. Ready to, you know, distribute out. Yeah. Well... I want to thank you all for, for being a part of this podcast. This is actually my longest podcast yeah, I know. I've ever done. <laughs> You're they're like 10, 15 minutes. This has probably been, what, 45 minutes? No, this no, is been almost an two hour. hours. Almost is it really two hours? hours? Oh, Holy shit. Oh, yeah, this, Damn, yeah. we go on tangents, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah this has been almost two hours. <laughs> That's what wrestling does. It, it does, yeah. makes, uh, it makes, so, It's like comic books, really. It, it, it just gets you sidetracked. It's like comic books, anime, dramas, soap operas, all wrapped up into one. You know, there's... That's the beauty of wrestling. There's something for everyone. Yep. Yep. And, you know, it's probably one of the best forms of media that there is out there. You know, it's an escape. And if you're listening, and if you're not a wrestling fan, just tune in on a Wednesday night. You know what? It doesn't even have to be on a Wednesday night. It could be on a Friday night, Monday night. Yeah. Tune in. Go Tuesday on YouTube. Night. Go on YouTube. <laughs> just try it. Give and it a shot. Give it a watch. Yeah. Give it a watch. Watch it with your siblings. Watch it with your spouse. Give it a watch. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you can find one thing in the two-hour show or a three-hour show that, hey, this is not bad. Don't watch Raw. Don't watch Raw. Even an hour-long show, too, because keep in mind, guys, there's so many different promotions. Not only is mm -hmm. there, like, you know, I know wrestling seems like a male-dominated sport, but keep in mind, there are actually all women's promotions uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. over across... Uh, into the east, there's Shimmer. Shimmer, no. Shimmer, Wow, is great. Yeah, wow, Women of wrestling. wrestling is awesome. Yep. yep. Um, 
I can't really list any more other than there, that. There, there's definitely like the most popular. There's Star a lot of inclusivity in within wrestling. Exactly. So there, yeah. there's, there's there's something for everybody if you if you give it a chance. Exactly. Uh, um, from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm definitely gonna close out this this podcast. So I want to thank you all for for Deep joining. Pitch. Thank you yeah. for having us on. Thanks for having us. Oh, oh yeah. So I, I want to pre- all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I, I definitely thank you for for all all your insight and, and perspective uh, from from this podcast. Truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for for coming on. Um, so, uh, with that being said, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is a raw perspective. Peace. <laughs>